for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another Living Life. Uh, today we'll be discussing animals. That's right. We'll be talking about animals. Uh, I don't own any animals or any pets. Uh, I never raised a pet. I grew up in New York City. I uh, never owned any bulls or donkeys or all those animals that come out in the Bible. Now, maybe some of you own some animals or you guys uh, live on a farm or something. Uh, nevertheless, animal or no animal, we see God once again showing us that nothing, no part of our life is ever apart from him. That even the way our animals treat one another, even the way our animals treat another animal, uh, everything is in God's control and in his hands. Uh, so today, as always, let us humble ourselves before the Lord and remember that scripture is his word and we need to obey, even if it has to deal with animals. Uh, so with that, let's all read today's passage together. Exodus chapter 21, verses 28 through 36. If a bull gores a man or woman to death, the bull is to be stoned to death, and its meat must not be eaten. But the owner of the bull will not be held responsible. If, however, the bull has had the habit of goring, and the owner has been warned, but has not kept it penned up, and it kills a man or a woman, the bull is to be stoned, and its owner also is to be put to death. However, if payment is demanded, the owner may redeem his life by the payment of whatever is demanded. This law also applies if the bull gores a son or daughter. If the bull gores a male or female slave, the owner must pay 30 shekels of silver to the master of the slave, and the bull is to be stoned to death. If anyone uncovers a pit or digs one and fails to cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the one who opened the pit must pay the owner for the loss and take the dead animal in exchange. If anyone's bull injured someone else's bull and it dies, the two parties are to sell the live one and divide both the money and the dead animal equally. However, if it was known that the bull had the habit of goring, yet the owner did not keep it penned up, the owner must pay animal for animal and take the dead animal in exchange. Now, now that I think about it, uh, I think we did raise a few animals in our house. We had some fish, and I think I had a turtle once when I was really, really young. Uh, but I'm not really 100% sure if those count. Uh, anyways, the passage today, it deals with various injuries involving animals, either inflicted by them or to them. Uh, we see in today's passage in verse 28, it says, If a bull gores a man or woman to death, the bull is to be stoned to death, and his meat must not be eaten. But the owner of the bull will not be held responsible. If, however, the bull has had a habit of goring and the owner has been warned, uh, but has not kept it pent up, and it kills a man or woman, the bull is to be stoned, and his owner also is to be put to death. 
uh, showing us that there is some kind of responsibility, not only for the animal, but there is a responsibility that the owner has as well. That God is actually giving us and telling us that we have a greater responsibility uh, to care for the well-being of one another. That you can't really feign ignorance or, oh, I can't control what these animals are doing. That's not a valid excuse, especially if that animal is, you know, owned by you and if it shows a habit of doing all of these things, of hurting others. You know, it's a responsibility for even the owners to be mindful of one another, uh, to take care, to make sure that the community is protected by the property that you own. And even if you are partly responsible for hurting a fellow image bearer of God, then there's going to be judgment that's going to be placed on you. And that makes kind of sense, right? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I remember in junior high school, I had an incident with a dog. Uh, in junior high school, I used to walk to school every day, about 15 minutes. And every day, I would pass by this one house with a crazy dog. And it would just be barking all the time, just jumping on the fence, trying to get at me every time. And I was terrified of this dog. You know, in hindsight, I don't really know why I walk this route. I could have just went around the street or something. You know, I should have walked a different route. Uh, but one day after school, I was walking home. And this time, the dog was not inside the fence, but the dog somehow was outside of the fence. Uh, and it was the scariest moment of my life. You know, I didn't know what to do. I kind of froze for a second. The dog saw me and I saw the dog. And I thought, you know what? Maybe if I just walk casually, like I always do, nothing would change. Uh, it was a bad idea. The dog saw me and immediately started running at me, charging at me, barking. Uh, but something very strange happened. You know, it got to me and it bit me, but instead of biting me hard, it just kind of nipped at me. I don't know why. I guess the dog knew that, you know, if it actually bit me hard, that it could do a lot of damage to a small junior high school student. It bit me right on the leg, just a little bit, enough to like pinch, and it just stood there by my side doing nothing. And I was very confused, but also very grateful that this thing didn't escalate, uh, that nothing really serious happened. Uh, looking back, you know, I hated that dog so much, but looking back, uh, it's not the animal's fault, right? The animal is going to animal. A dog is going to dog, right? It does what it's supposed to do. Uh, but it was actually the owner's responsibility to keep it penned, uh, to keep it from getting out of its fence. Uh, and it makes sense. You know, owners should have bare responsibility for the animals that they own. You know, it's just having respect for one another, respect for your fellow person, you know, respect for even your fellow's property. You know, the last few verses in today's passage, it speaks of situations where animals are hurt by other animals or by negligent owners. You know, also for that, there must be retribution that must be paid out. You know, this is God's notion of justice and love that's played out in real and practical ways. You know, why is he getting so detailed into these little things? Why are they talking about holes on the floor? Because all of it matters to God. The law has a purpose. It shows us who God is, his nature, and the love that he has for us. You know, Jesus himself said that he came here not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And in that same way, this book of the covenant that we're reading in this section of Exodus, it teaches us that God requires his people to behave properly toward him and also with one another. And that is true faith. That is what it means to have a heart of worship. It's not, however, some kind of manual to cover every situation in like minute detail, right? Even these chapters don't really do that. Uh, however, 
all of these laws, it's important for us to understand them, that they must be first, uh, they're pointing us to God. You know, that's the best way for us to understand them, and that's the best way for us to receive His Word. That all of it uh, is showing what God has already done for us, that what God is presently doing in our lives right now, and then all the promises that He has given us. And also, it reveals to us who He is. That God is love. That God is pure love. And pure love you know, must be expressed in all of our lives as well. And I pray that everyone here today, as we read today's passage, that we see God's love in the midst of it. That we see God active, not only in their lives, but in our lives as well. That we're able to receive this love, even though we were sinners and even though we were lacking, that we have this love of God. And we are able to take it and be able to show it to others as well. I pray this for everyone worshiping us, worshiping with us today. You know, we must always remember uh, that the law was never meant to be a burden. And as we conclude this chapter on this part of the law, the law was never meant to be a burden, and it should never be considered one. It was only a burden when the Israelites started to uh, disobey the laws. That's the only time that it becomes a burden. Instead, it was meant to be a blessing one that comes with a promise, uh, one that shows us that they belong to God and no other, and they can live freely in the grace that God has provided for them. And it shows us what God desires for their lives, but also shows what God desires for our lives as well today, uh, that His desire for us is that we continue to seek Him, uh, continue to seek His face, continue to seek His Word in our lives in real and tangible ways, and in that freedom that He provided for us, that we're able to obey him. You know, let's allow the word of God and these laws uh, to be a blessing unto us today. Let us all pray. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you so much uh, for blessing us once again with your word. We pray, Lord Father God, that as we read your word, uh, that we humble ourselves. And instead of focusing on every minute detail that might or might not apply to us, uh, that in it, that we see you instead that we look for you, that we seek your face, that we seek your word, we seek your presence in our lives, and we're able to take it and be able to live it out in real and practical and tangible ways. Uh, Lord, you have blessed us with these laws, so now help us to use them to bless others with it. Lord, we thank you and we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Singer soul, lifting up our God and stepping in closer. C G.